Hello and welcome to the Tightwad Teacher Podcast, brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, John Mikulski and Brian Bruger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tightwad Teacher, episode 34, fundraising with Donors Choose for February 28th, 2012. I'm your host, John Mikulski, and joining me as always today is Brian Bruger. Say hi, Brian. Good day to you. Oh, I thought you were going to stiff me there for a second. That'd be the shortest podcast we've ever done. And, That's right. Uh, <laughs> and also hiding, uh, hiding in the wings, waiting to throw in his occasional comment. Mark is also here. Mark uh, Cockrell, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Brian. Uh, uh, wait, no, you're John. I'm Hi, John. John. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I find it funny that you say he's hiding. He is. He's, I always picture him like up in the rafters. Kind of looking <laughs> down, down, wearing like a mask over half he, my face. He and may singing. or may not have the Phantom of the Opera mask on. So, <laughs> that's what I picture Mark as. Uh, hey, did you all right, Mark well, let's just jump right into uh, the warm up. Apparently, so we don't he doesn't. Our, our, I know this is not going very well already. This is only like thirty seconds into the show, but I got a big announcement, so we can jump right to the big announcement, and hopefully that'll kick off the show. Uh oh. In a proper fashion. No big deal. I was trying to downplay it. No big deal. Uh, someone here got an email from Mr. Matt Damon, the actor, earlier today. Do you want to guess who it is, Ryan? Um, nope, it's me. <laughs> um, oh, so close. <laughs> it wasn't Miss oh. New York? No, it was. Well, I got her, too. See, I got to take a step back. This is. Um, was he asking the- you for her number? Is that how that worked out? <laughs> no, no, I was very professional with Miss New York. No, this is all um, stemming off of what I mentioned at the end of last week's podcast. My kids at school have been doing their anti-bullying campaign, and I had mentioned the website they made that wearethesolution.net, and I've been trying to get people, um, marginal celebrities, I guess you'd say, to come on and interview my kids, very similar to what we're doing right now, Did only I do it in school with the kids. celebrity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, if I... <laughs> If I have to reach really bottom of the barrel, I'll call both you two. But don't uh, don't wait by the phone. Does Matt Damon know that he's a marginal? Celebrity? No, no, he's. Well, I'm getting to that. Hold on, Mark. So, I uh, I decided I've been trying to find really anybody who might talk to my kids. Really more for the academic value of being able to say I talked to a celebrity and ask them about stuff. But then the questions usually go along with the idea of tolerance or bullying or leadership or something like that. And then I throw it up onto the the website there just to have some more content. For what they've been doing so i started off with like low scale stuff local people and yes i had miss new york come on and and they talked she talked to some of my kids just recently and over the weekend i decided to really go for broke and i'm pretty good at knowing how to manipulate google and find things so i've been finding the names of publicists of every single uh celebrity under the sun and i've just been sending out blanket emails hoping to god that someone <laughs> writes back and Matt Damon, well, I shouldn't even say that because I, I guess I'm misrepresenting him. Matt Damon's publicist emailed me back, but she said that she forwarded the email to him and he was interested. So um, I might get to talk to to Goodwill Hunting himself or Born wow. Identity, whatever. They're they're the same guy, right? A word of advice, don't call him marginal in the conversation. No, no I, that's what I was it saying. I started with work. marginal and I've <laughs> built my way up now to like the major celebrities. So I'm, I'm now, curious to see if any more write back. Now, I, I do remember um, that you said that only the girls got to talk to Miss New York. So does that mean only the boys get to talk to Mac Damon? See, I don't know. I, I don't know. If, if, does he count as like a, like a a sex figure? Like, I don't know. Is he like one Mark, of those guys? Can you chime in on that? 
I'm sorry, I'm not qualified to give comment on that. That might be a different show episode. Uh, I, I, Alex, what do you think? Uh, you, you're qualified. Was uh, is yes, Dan, Alex? Uh, tell us what do you think of that? <laughs> uh, definitely a different show topic, but oh. very. <laughs> Well, either way, I'm I'm excited. At this to point, see she's wondering what the heck she walked into yeah. and how can she get out. <laughs> so, but either way, put yourself in the, the whether boy or girl, put yourself in the shoes of a 13 year old kid who gets to interview a movie star. That's pretty darn cool. I, again, it's putting me on the list of coolest teacher ever. Uh, I thought I couldn't beat Miss New York, but maybe I have. Maybe maybe I'm announcing this too early, a little premature. But we'll see if that actually plays out or not. Yeah, an email from the publicist saying he's interested and something actually happening are not exactly the same thing. Hey, but still, when he see, I thought it was pretty cool when she said, "I forwarded your email to Matt." Like his secret, you know, personal <laughs> email. I thought my name is in Matt Damon's <laughs> inbox right now. That that makes me a marginal celebrity. Along with I, he has Viagra, no idea how to pronounce right. it. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Hey. Just imagine all the great things he's going to see when he when he actually Googles you. Oh, I know. He's, he could be listening to one of our former podcasts. Well, or great. seeing now you he, play. He's an, never going to uh, write call back now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is that accordion dude. I am totally into this. Totally into this. <laughs> he's just gonna he's gonna call to interview my kids and bully me that I own an accordion. <laughs> That's right. You know twist. what? Perhaps, just perhaps, he'll let you sign his typewriter. Hey, that my, Matt Damon's typewriter. <laughs> you know his mom's a teacher, right? He's uh, he's active in the whole education uh, yeah. activism world. Well, so honestly, what I did, I actually did some hunting around, and there's a bunch of celebrity or groups that that really focus on celebrities against bullying and that kind of thing. It, so I actually found him on a list that had to do with that. So he's given little <clears throat> mini interviews or, or sound you know sound bites against bullying before. So that's kind of the the people I was targeting for this. So he does have some kind of investment in the topic already. So I'm, that's why I'm hoping that maybe it works out. But I have a few other ones. Um, there's a guy, I don't know if this has reached the news out towards your way, but it's been a, a big buzz in my area. Um, a guy for the first time in history has been awarded a permit to tightrope walk across Niagara Falls. And he's also talking with some of my kids next week. Um, so that's kind of, so again, that's the marginal level, I guess. Around here, that's a big deal. <laughs> knows his name here, but. We call uh, those idiots. <laughs> well, that's you know. I told one of my buddies that I said, "Yeah, one of my kids gets to interview that guy," and he said, "Hmm." So it was like recording last words on tape. That's like, right. Let's not talk about that. That's not a good way to walk into that interview. Yeah. Now, do me a favor when you talked, if you talked to Matt Damon, and you know, mentioned that you heard that his mom is a is a teacher, and mentioned that you are now the coolest teacher. Because if you get him on, you will officially be the coolest teacher. And ask him, you know, well, has your mom even interviewed you for class? Oh, yeah. You, try to you make, might be able make to... mom look bad. That's not a good way to really <laughs> a guest. Hi, Matt. Nice to meet you. I'm better than your mom at teaching. That really would not go very far, I don't think. I'm officially now the best teacher in the world. And that includes <laughs> your mom. <laughs> And so we know that Brian will be starting an advice column anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and that's giving also the advice why and allowed. having people take it are totally different. <laughs> that's also why I'm not going to let him ever book guests for our show either. He's got only knows what you'd say to him beforehand. Good plan. Yeah. Well, speaking of guests, uh, why don't we move on to ours? Because she has been waiting, and uh, I'm interested to see 
<laughs> what if she's she still thought there. of the whole beginning. <laughs> if she's still here, she is made of stern stuff. Let she's me tell done you. Good. Yeah. Uh, so our guest today, let's bring her right on, is Alex Pruner, and she's the screening manager of DonorsChoose.org, and she'll tell us a little bit about that in just a second. But first, let me welcome Alex. Alex, how you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for sticking around during all that and uh, weighing in on the Matt Damon issue. He's awesome. He's, he's a huge advocate for education, so uh, big, big fan. And congratulations. Glad to hear he's going to be, hopefully, uh, part of your anti-bullying project. That's really exciting. You know, it's just, the way I keep looking at it is I've been really trying to get kids involved in this, and um, it's funny because when I give them, you know, names to interview and people to interview, even if it's not someone they necessarily know, like some of these lower-level people that I've found, they get super excited, and it's the only time ever when I've asked a kid to write an essay or write something, and they don't ask how many points it's worth or if it's extra credit. So it seems to be working. I'm kind of hoping that's the case with the Matt Damon thing. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, why don't we jump right in and uh, hear a little bit about what you do at Donors Choose. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background first, and then we'll get into more what exactly goes on at DonorsChoose.org. Sure, sure. Um, again, thanks for having me. It's uh, very fun to be here, and it's it's actually um, inspiring and cool to be a part of like a technology education podcast for, for teachers. I think um, you know increasingly there are are you've probably knew better than I do, but teachers that are embracing more social media practices, embracing more um, technology in the classroom. So it's it's fun to have a chance to talk about it with you guys today. I've been a part of Donors Choose, um, it'll be coming on two years, and in my role as the screening manager, I basically oversee um, how the projects are posted on our website. So I'm part of our operations team, and um, within operations, you know, we have folks that do the ordering of materials when teachers request items on our website. Um, other people do customer service to teachers who have questions about how to post a project on our website or follow up with donors who have contributed money to support classroom projects. So within our operations team, we have sort of a whole realm of experience. And I focus primarily on um, just a, the quality assurance and integrity of the materials and the projects that get posted on our website. So in the last year, um, we had some incredible growth. We went from 60,000 projects that were submitted in 2010 to 100,000 that were submitted in the past year, and we're continuing on that trajectory of growth. So the good news is that you know across the United States, there's a healthy representation of teachers. Uh, I believe we're in every state now at this point. We're, we're trying to make it a goal to be in every public uh, school eventually, um, but there's there's a great cross-section of teachers who need classroom materials and DonorsChoose.org is there to really bring those materials into their classroom. Excellent. Now, tell us exactly how does this DonorsChoose thing work? I mean, you know, from beginning to end, bird's eye view, how does everything come together? Sure. Um, we've just at a, at a high level, DonorsChoose.org has been around for um, 10 years. And in that time, 
we're we're so excited because this year we we hit a great benchmark, which was that we've raised a hundred thousand. I'm sorry, a hundred million dollars in ten years. And actually, we're we're on the precipice. We're, this year, we're almost at a hundred and ten million. So, um, it's been an incredible. Um, revenue source and a philanthropy source for for teachers where we're connecting people that want to give to education they want to give back they want to see the great projects that people are doing um, that teachers are doing in their classroom and they can do that by going to our website donorschoose.org so how it works specifically is any teacher that works in a public school in the United States that's um, a full-time teacher employed by the district and that can include charter schools um, writes essentially a one-page essay talking about the classroom project that they would like to have funded. So it could be anything from, um, you know, any subject K through 12. So we have requests for library materials, requests for laptops and tablets in the classroom. Uh, listening centers is a, is a big one. I had the chance to um, our whole staff actually recently went to visit classrooms in New York City where our headquarters are. We had a chance to go visit classrooms throughout um, the city and actually see the materials put into use. So the sky is the limit in terms of what a teacher can request, um, but they put together essentially a one-page essay and on our website it's really straightforward for any new teachers. The directions are all there. Um, you know, you tell us a little bit about your classroom, what kind of students that you teach, and then get directly to describing, you know, if, if you're asking for math manipulatives, like what kind you need and how, you teach your, how your students will be using them. And then essentially, um, you know, it, some teachers, they, you, you, in, in one day, you can have the whole project um, completed and, and posted to our website. Um, we take a few days for our, our team of volunteers to read it. And that's where I come into the process. I work with over 100 volunteers across the country who are other expert DonorsChoose.org teachers. And they read the essays, make sure that they meet our eligibility criteria, and then post them on our website. And then from there, um, we, we highlight all projects. Um, we don't do a any specific um, tailored promotion. Um, the only, so, so we're not like promoting 12th grade over first grade. We, we keep it pretty um, level. The only thing that we do put an emphasis on is promoting um, high needs schools. So areas where, you know, there's highest poverty or, or, or schools and classrooms where kids are on free and reduced lunch programs. And about 83% of the projects on our website are for high needs classrooms and students. So we're really um, proud and happy to be getting materials to the communities and the schools that need it most. Well, let me ask you a question, Alex, based on what you see. Now, you just said that the donors choose applicants, I guess you'd say, has been increasing. You have more people now using it than, than ever before. Is that right? Yes, yes. Now, the things that you see, now you did mention some, you can ask for pretty much anything on that site or money to use for anything on that site, I should say. Are you seeing now more people going and using something like Donors Choose for um, the fun things, tablets and e-readers and that kind of stuff? Or are you seeing people who are in really cash-strapped districts going to Donors Choose for basics like books and supplies and that kind of thing? Um, well, we don't, um, well, I, and I want to just clarify that 
you cannot ask for money on DonorsChoose.org. It, it basically is a registry type system. So if I'm a donor and I go to the website and I say, you know, I want to I want to help out with chemistry projects. Let me see what's going on in, in Florida for chemistry. What classrooms are, are working on cool projects down there? You can do a search by city, by state, by grade level. We have an awesome search algorithm and um, our web team just tries to make it as, as simple and straightforward as possible for people to find the classroom projects that they're interested in. Um, and once you select a specific project as a donor and a teacher, you will see the one page essay on our website. And also at the bottom is a cart of materials, which shows you, you know, in, in full accountability, the actual items, how many quantities they requested, tax, shipping. So all of it's very straightforward in terms of what's being requested and it is oriented around material requests. So you can't come to the website and say, oh, can I have $500? I'm going to buy books. Like you actually put the books in your cart and donors can see the cool, you know, Bridge to Terabithia or whatever you're reading that month. Um, and so back to your question, um, you know, I, like I said, you know, we, we watch closely and, and, and follow closely um, the statistics around giving service to high needs schools and populations. So um, we've, we've only seen that number increase. I think last year we were around, we, we served about 70% of our projects were for high needs schools and this year we're at 80%. So, you know, if you're a teacher in the Bronx and you're at a high poverty school and you're looking for a tablet, you know, more power to you. We're not going to, we're not here. We're here to help teachers ask for what they need. And we are in the position, our, our feeling is that teachers know best. So, you know, I'm sure you, everyone, you know, can relate to the idea that, you know, only the best materials for your students is what they deserve. So um, it's, there's a real range. There's everything from, you know, basic pens and pencils and crayons to, um, the bigger technology and smart boards, but it's it, we empower teachers to ask for what they need. Well, the only reason why I bring that up, I actually made a donors choose account a couple years ago now and used it for, I guess, the, the supplemental stuff, things that would really benefit my class, but not the essentials. You know, like I think I actually had, um, at the time I was experimenting with using MP3 players doing very similar to what we're doing now, but having the kids do podcasts and do um, audio books and that kind of stuff. So I put up for 15 little cheapy MP3 players that I found through the Donors Choose catalog that you have. And, right. and that, that was kind of the, the neat way that I found to kind of extend what I was doing. But now I'm thinking about the situation I'm in and a lot of schools are in where budgets are getting cut and there's really not a lot of money. And that typical 100 or $150 that teachers might normally get every year on supplies just isn't there anymore. So now I'm wondering, are people turning to donors choose for those necessities as opposed to those extra things that, to take learning one step beyond? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming to us for, for all of it. I mean, you know, there's probably not a teacher that wouldn't accept more materials in their classroom. So, um, you know, I, I think you're trying to determine if, if, if we're seeing a trend and um, we're, we're probably more interested in trying to get more donors to um, continue the success rate of, of projects funded. So I think that's where we, we tend to focus our attention um, and essentially like the, mar the marketplace decides like don't, you know, the donors tend to, um, you know, it's hard, I don't have any 
it's kind of anecdotal, but I'd say donors tend to um, be interested and really excited by projects when the teachers are explicit or very descriptive about, you know, we studied a butterfly biology class and, you know, the, the students marveled at, you know, every stage of from the pupa to the larva, like when you create a, a picture of what's happening in the classroom, that really attracts the attention of donors as opposed to um, some other requests that are some of those non-essentials like, oh, I want to give a prize of an iPod player to my students for doing well on their exams, you know. Um, <laughs> that's a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad it's not a bad idea but but the donor the donor makes the choice between you know if they if they are interested in incentive projects or if they're interested in basics we do categorize um the on our website between basic supplies and also enrichment supplies so there is an opportunity for people to to search according to those categories as well and there is uh, checks and balances built into the website so i can't go on and say I think I'm the best teacher ever. I deserve a new iPad. Like you can't really do that on the site. Well, the, the checks and balances come in through um, through our volunteer team, and and so basically the the criteria is that I mean it's kind of incredible. There, you know, you, you guys are teachers, so you know you you have some students in your class that are excellent writers, and you get you know precision and detail every time, and other ones that just sort of like you know, do their best to put together um, an, an essay. And so um, we see a range in terms of description or enticement as far as what teachers are describing on the website. But um, it's uh, the checks and balances come into place where our volunteer team, every single essay is read by a volunteer that has been with us for on the on average at least like five years. So these are these are the pros. These are the teacher pros, fellow teachers that use donorschoose.org, and they know um, you know if if it sounds like a teacher is going to be using it directly with their students, or if it's something that they might be using for for personal use. And the one thing that we always come back to is is what a teacher is asking for. Is it something that students can write a thank you note for? Because part of the magic and beauty of DonorsChoose.org is that every single donor that donates to a project, you get to um, see pictures of how the material is used in the classroom. That's part of the re requirement that we have for teachers when they receive the materials. And you also get um, a thank you letter posted online and then also um, students write handwritten thank you notes. Um, so. You know, it's it's all about getting it into the classroom and also into the hands of the students. Now, having not um, submitted a donors choose request for MP3 players in my lifetime, um, where do we actually purchase? You know, if after you submit your request and everything like that, where is it that you're purchasing from? Can I just say um, I'd like to request a bunch of you know uh, devices from my local? Um, store and purchase there or do we have to purchase through the donors choose website or, or how does that the details of that work yeah it's 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 through our website we actually created partnerships with um, I think at this point we're up to um, over two dozen national vendors um, everything from like woodwind and brass and musical instruments um, to Carolina biological providers that's where I know that's where we get all of our dissected frogs. I mean, I'm, I'm always used to seeing that one, but mm -hmm. um, we have we have a 
partnerships with um, national providers. And so we basically have, we call it an e-school mall. And when you sign up and you, you uh, and, it's, and it's free to sign up for teachers, there's no obligation or anything, um, you can peruse, you know, the, the online shopping mall and, and select from different vendors what playground equipment you want. Um, I think most of our electronics come from, from Best Buy, but we're happy to have a recent Apple partnership as well. So we're always, um, our, our vendor relations team is always trying to score the best deals for teachers. Well, you just said Apple, so you've now won over Brian. He's he's ready to go. <laughs> now, now, can I ask the tough question? Is and that is, what is the revenue model, and how does that work um, with with the purchasing and and keeping donors Drews available? Sure. Um, well, we're we're I'm really proud to work here because this this is just such an upstanding organization. I know we we recently won, won awards um, for nonprofits in terms of being um, having high accountability and um, we, we make it very straightforward. Um, I there are other team members that could out give you this description better than I could, but um, I do know that in June 2011, that's when we as a nonprofit reached our self-sustainability. So we no longer were looking at percentages of donations every year to, you know, help pay for our 50 staff member salaries, pay for our rent here for our headquarters in New York. Um, you know, we have a whole processing center here in our headquarters where um, we process all of the thank you notes from students. So, you know, there's literally thousands of thank you notes that are like coming through the door every day through our offices. We don't do the ordering of materials, thank goodness, um, because we order about $30 million worth of classroom materials in a year, um, at least we have for the past two years. Um, but in any case, uh, we have an incredible board of directors um, we received in 2007 um, a $14 million expansion funding, and we've sort of made that last through investments and um, have been able to officially have the self-sustainability in the last um, in the last year. So our operating budget um, is 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 nominal. It's like 7.4 million um, in line with our annual fundraising goal of, of 40 million. So. We, it's a very streamlined approach, and, and all of this stuff is also you know, easily viewable on our website as well. So you mentioned uh, fundraising. So you're out actively uh, soliciting donors to fund your foundation. Uh, so I take that to mean that the costs on your catalog on your website are your costs then? There's, there's no markup there? No, no, not at all. There's no markup at all for materials. Every donation um, comes with an op. I'm sorry. Every, yeah, every time a donor gives, they have the option to contribute 15% of their donation towards operating costs. But it's uh, optional. But most people tend to. I think like we have over 75% of donors move forward to um, pay for that cost, and that includes the shipping that we do. Um, and the, the order processing and management, we are, you know, ordering $30 million worth of materials year round. So it, you know, it, it, the cost add, adds up in terms of administration and things like that. Um, but, but we're self-sustaining at this point, um, I, I believe essentially because of our board of directors. So if you were to make a, a contribution on donorschoose.org today, all of those dollars are going towards um, the classroom project. 
You know, and the nice thing too is that as a teacher who uses a site like this, it doesn't require any work on my part. I never actually physically handle any of that money and that's really nice for me. I don't have to worry about dealing with filing anything at the district level and collecting money and figuring out checks and, and tax exemptions and anything like that. You just make your list of, of things you want using that, that catalog and then Donors Choose basically takes care of the rest. Isn't that right? Yeah, we, we try to keep it as streamlined as possible. I mean, the teacher's responsibility is to write a great essay. Tell us, you know, the wonderful things that you're doing in your classroom that attracts donors to, to learn more about you and to want to support, you know, your kids passing this year's exam, all that fun stuff. Um, and then all the materials are visible on the website. So donors get to see the costs in full. They get to see that, you know, art, usually art supplies have a, the higher shipping costs of all of them. But um, whatever the case may be, you know, you, donors get to see that. It's, it's very transparent. Um, and then once it comes through, the only, you know, real obligation that, that the teacher has is to have their students write the thank you notes to donors that contributed to the project. And also you, 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 continue to share the story of your classroom by taking photos of the materials when you receive them. We have some really adorable pictures of, you know, students that go on classroom field trips. And um, so it's, it's, it's a really, it's been a very positive way for people to see what's happening in their community classrooms and to, to actually take a peek into what's happening in their own children's classrooms as well. All right. So let me ask you, let's take it to the next step now. So a teacher writes their essay, it gets approved, they pick out their materials, and they start to fundraise. Now, some teachers might see this as begging for money, especially if you, I believe you get your own separate URL and you can send out a, a link to your donation page, right? Your fundraising page. Um, some teachers might see that as begging. If I were to send that home to parents, I, I imagine that some of them would donate money just because they would feel like I'm watching or I would think differently of their kid if they didn't or something like that. Um, so let me ask you two questions. First of all, how is that not the case? And, and second, how would you suggest or how, what do you see as far as teachers who are successful at getting their projects completely funded? How do they go about doing that? Well, we've, the teachers that use Donors Choose, you know, I guess it, maybe it's one of those instances where, you know, you might have uncertainties until until you try it but um teachers seem to love the tools <laughs> that that we make available to them so um facebook connect is a bit is a big thing that we do where um we create a great snapshot of the picture that you provide of your classroom a brief synopsis basically you know it's like an it's an ad for you um that you can elect to share with your network on facebook and the the cool thing as well is that um, you know, it, it becomes available on our website. So if, uh, again, if people were, were searching or interested in high school teachers that were working on bullying projects, you know, your name might come up with, you know, a hundred other or a handful of other teachers across the country that are specifically focused on that issue. So it, it's particularly, it, it doesn't, it, it, it helps expand you to a new audience because there might be a donor that is interested in your project you know, John in, in Los Angeles because they heard that, you know, Matt Damon is interested in anti-bullying. <laughs> so, you know, by you being a part of the social media interaction from Donors Choose on our website and through Facebook Connect, that this application that we developed, 
um, it's it's actually been like a great ex- exposure for the teachers that are a part of it. Um, and, and in a way too, it's it it tells the whole story. It's a nice one page snapshot of you, your classroom, what you what you guys are up to, um, and the success rate. Where we we try to we try to do our best to maintain a success rate for teachers where we have the right amount of donors to give a great success rate for the teachers that are posting projects. And right now we have like a daily dashboard. I'm just taking a peek at it. Um, We are at 70% of all projects get fully funded. So, you know, the majority of the teachers that are posting their project on our, on our website um, do incredibly well. And that comes not only from, um, you know, there could be parents in your community that want to contribute to you. There could be, um, other donors that are just interested in giving because they're curious by the t- about the topic. But we also do business partnerships. Um, we actually did one this year that's been very successful with Towson Press um, Publishing Company, um, which was an anti-bullying campaign. And essentially that partnership would allow for, um, by the time any project gets down to $100, if a teacher is able to, to have uh, you know their community or other people fund it. Um, Towson Press or our, our other business partner would completely fund it all the way home. So we, so that so we have like almost home offers. In the past, we've had you know American Express um, match campaign funds. So you know if your parents are giving five dollars or twenty five dollars, that'll be matched also by business partners um, that might be targeting specific areas or topics. I have a question about the the donor side of it, if I might. Um, uh, say a, a teacher says they want uh, twenty five uh, tablets for their computers uh, for the classroom. As a donor, do I have to buy twenty five tablets, or do I chip in ten bucks toward it? How, how does that work for me? Oh yeah, no, you you can choose. That's the that's the beauty. You as the donor choose and contribute as, as much as you'd like, as much as you can. Um, and, and, and all contributions are, are posted. I mean, you can make donations anonymously if you'd prefer to not have your donation listed, but um, publicly, you know, a $5 contribution gets as much attention as a $500 contribution. So, and so I say, I'm giving $5 toward this project. What happens yeah. if that project doesn't meet the goal? If it doesn't meet the goal, and again, there's only, you know, less than 30% of projects that, that are like that, um, you then have, the projects on our website are listed for five months. So there's a nice time period for, for exposure. But if in five months it wasn't fully funded, we would, you would then get a notification to say, thanks so much for your donation. Um, you know, unfortunately, this teacher fell just short of their funding goal. And would you be interested in applying it to another project? It's possible. Usually the teacher puts up another project. Um, so you can either apply it to a new project or it could be refunded to you. But most donors tend to, to put it towards another project. Gotcha. Now, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, John, in his request for MP3 players, was not as successful as he would have hoped. But do you have any stories of um, successful teacher integrations and um, teacher um, usage of donors choose? Yes, that's why I love coming to work every day. Um, it's really powerful to see um, 
how much teachers feel appreciated by donors choose because they're they're getting the chance to um, sometimes they're getting donations from people that they don't even know you know and, and, and it feels incredible that there might be somebody you know in the Midwest that is you know just wants to help out and 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 help teachers and I think a lot of donors and a lot of people you know there's complaints or concerns sometimes about where top tax dollars go and um, confusion about how resources are being distributed. And with this model, you know exactly where your $5 is going or your $500 is going. It's um, just incredibly empowering and it's, 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 it creates direct relationships with teachers, classrooms, and the public. And um, there's two really great stories from this past year that, that we feel really proud of and um, honored to be a part of. And part of that was um, in Joplin, Missouri in the last year, um, everyone can remember the hurricane that came through in May. And because of that, um, there were 260 teachers were had lost their classroom. Eight schools were completely destroyed by this hurricane and it was devastating. It was devastating to the community. Um, and uh, a really powerful moment in terms of um, trying to, to bring support to, to that area and to those schools. So we had one of our rock star volunteers, um, Debbie Gardino, who we, we've all been so happy to, to have her come to our office and, and you know, we were Facebooking, chatting with her every now and again, which is really fun. Um, Debbie herself, I think has had over she might have had like over a hundred projects funded for her own classroom. And she she just is a is a constant teacher champion of helping other teachers use donorschoose.org. So she actually flew out to Joplin and stayed with teachers in that area for, I think she was out there for a week or two weeks and did daily training with the teachers in those schools so that they could get materials. And within um, a month, they raised over $400,000 to completely rebuild those classrooms. There was a library request to replace all of the books that went through. I think that was a, that was a pretty unique one, but um, the, the librarian of that school asked for $18,000 to basically create their library once again. Now, most projects on their website are five, around 500, the $500 range, so obviously $18,000 is an anomaly, but um, there are some teachers that create, you know, computer labs for their classrooms, um, create orchestras for their classrooms. So that particular um, instance of the Joplin uh, classrooms was just powerful and uh, a great story. And um, we're really grateful to Debbie Gardino for, for going and, and, you know, encouraging and, and cheerleading and training the other teachers to um, get these resources and, you know, get them into the community um, in a very short time period. I mean, projects were funded sometimes the same day that they were submitted. It was really, really powerful. You know, let me take you a few years back. Maybe you can fill in the details. I first heard about Donors Choose. It was, I think it was in September, August or September. Um, and there was a story that was circulating about somebody who funded like an entire state's worth of projects. What was that all about? I don't, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I don't remember any of the, the details. I do. That was another incredible moment. Again, it's so great to work in a place that, um, you know, it's like miracles happen, you know, frequently here. It's, it's amazing. Um, that was Claire Giannini Foundation based out of California. And um, 
our offices are great. You know, um, Charles Best is our founder. He was originally a teacher in the Bronx, and that motivated him to, to create DonorsChoose.org. And our offices, you know, there's only about 35 people that work here, and we have a really open workspace. So, you know, you can hear Charles on the phone with some VIP donor, you know, at the same time that somebody's ordering, you know, computers from Apple. So it's it's kind of like a fun, open workspace. And, and Charles gets this call in the, in the middle of the day um, from the Clara Giannini Foundation, and they were like, hi, we want to give you a million dollars to fund every single project in the state of California. And this was, I think, within my first month of working here. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was amazing. It was, we had never gotten a phone call like that out of the blue. And um, it was a lot of fun. We kind of did a um, round-the-clock scurry to um, let teachers know in California and then fund them all within, um, I think, two days it took us to, to fund every single project in the state of California. That's just incredible. How much, if, if you don't mind me asking, how much did that total come to? For the campaign? Well, for, for the, yeah, the organization that funded California. Um, they, 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 they gave us a check for, it was for a million dollars. It might be like a million, 200,000 oh, or something, but it, but it was, here's a million dollars. Let's put that to use for California. And I'm happy to report to you that um, we've had, Another incredible event, um, just in the last um, month, it's been, again, a lot of great things happening. Um, the Wasserman Foundation, which is based out of Los Angeles, um, they originally had proposed a two-year grant program with DonorsChoose.org, where they would give $2 million this school year, $2 million next school year. Well. The campaign was so successful, essentially, they gave every single parent in the city of Los Angeles a $15 Donors Choose gift card to, in order to bring those parents to the website and have them contribute to their, you know, their, their teachers, their students' teachers' projects. Um, essentially, rather than having a two-year program, they spent out all $4 million in 12 weeks. And so... Uh, it's just been incredible. So 773 schools in Los Angeles were fully funded projects. And again, this was an instance where sometimes a project got posted and within a day or five days, you know, a $1,000 request was fully funded because of all this engagement of people in the city of Los Angeles. I think it was about 140,000 um, citizens in Los Angeles contributed to the Wasserman Foundation. So not only were they um, using the $15 gift cards that were distributed to parents, they also were adding donations on top of that. And um, Starbucks had a great collaboration with the project as well, and they were giving $10 gift cards. So the city of Los Angeles just had a, an, an awesome um, donation and, and uh, real engagement of their classrooms. This month. Wow. I, I was wondering if, um, John, maybe we could move to California just for a little bit. <laughs> I know, know they have all get the, in on some of this and then all the big back. spenders. Although I like over the course of this episode, I now even Alex said it like almost naturally. Do you realize that Matt Damon has become my personal spokesman? <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I have clout now. I might be able to make some magic happen on Donors Choose. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> well, you know what would be great? Um, we have um, a really, really fun campaign that um, I think we got started in 07, so it was a little bit before my time, but um, I can see all of you guys on this show and also Matt Damon being great at this. Um, one of our, our most beloved community campaigns is Mustaches for Kids. And... <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, it's great this year, you know, basically it's, it's a, it's a whole, it's kind of, it, it, it was inspired, I guess, by Movember where people were growing mustaches uh, for cancer awareness in November, mm-hmm. but somebody was inspired to turn it into an education campaign. And so I think this year across the U S there was about 20 different cities that were, um, they had their growers. So we had the New York growers, there were San Francisco growers. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to the Baltimore growers. I, I went to public school in Maryland, so I'm very proud of the Baltimore City uh, mustache growers. Um, but it's a it's a really fun campaign, and so for a couple of weeks, um, the, the, the fair gentlemen of these cities get together and grow mustaches. And across the country this year, they um, they raised you know over a quarter million dollars. They raised three hundred thousand dollars. So something to think about for next fall. Well, you know a conversation has reached its full maturity when mustaches become the topic. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, that's that's kind of our bottom line, though. For teachers listening, you can either um, post a project on Donors Choose or try to raise money for it, grown facial hair. Those are your two choices. (laughs) It's it's a a hot campaign. People get really excited. (laughs) That's really cool. And actually, um, you know, I can send you guys some links if you if you post them on on your site. But oh, sure. Um, the New York growers they they had the most, but California actually is is uh, shockingly low. So, but Florida is doing really well because I think Brian, are you in Florida? That I am. Yeah. So well done to your state. Next year you can you can up the ante. I'm sure. Well, I can tell you this: it was definitely not because of me because. There's just nothing that grows on that lip. <laughs> I want a great big handlebar mustache from you by next uh, next episode, Brian. <laughs> I was going to say, everything's bigger in Texas, they say, so <laughs> I was thinking that Mark would be, you know, they'd be taking it away down there, but I guess we're wrong. Yeah. Well, we it's fun in our office, too, because uh, we have a couple of different events, and there's a big, it's, it's, of course, it's called a stash bash, where the most... Interesting mustaches are rewarded, and also, you know, we, we give prizes and, and hoopla for, for guys that raised awareness. And, you know, if, if, if somebody is able to get 20 of their friends on Facebook to even know what donors choose is, maybe they, have not, they don't have kids, they're not involved with education, just promoting that awareness through their wild mustache is pretty awesome, and it's pretty powerful. Um, and I remember I was told one year that Charles Best, our founder, he was doing an interview, I believe, with ABC or um, some some great news channel, and um, he was growing his mustache. And they asked him to shave it because it would look better on camera. But he held strong and he held to the integrity of mustaches for kids. And um, you know, obviously, around the office there are some mustaches that are more powerful than others. But um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think the the, the lesson is that. People have a lot of fun interacting with DonorsChoose.org. Like whether you're someone who's trying to raise attention for, you know, you have a friend that's a teacher and you want to help them get 
materials in their classroom. A lot of uh, teachers' friends are helping them promote on Facebook because everyone is interested in, in teachers and students doing better. You know, I think um, there isn't a person that would would say that they don't think that education is important. Education is very important for, to all of us. Um, and so it's just been a great community model where um, donors really enjoy participating to hear what teachers are doing. Um, teachers enjoy interacting with donors. It's, it's a really friendly community and um, it's just been a great way to um, help teachers and help students get what they need. Excellent. I only have one request, and that is for, for the next um, Mustaches for Kids. That you'll offer an award for the dirtiest mustache in my honor. You know, the things <laughs> with food in them and, you know, whatever. Just to, I, think, you know. I think that actually exists because, you know, there is actually an obstacle course. I think, like, uh, this takes place at a at a drinking establishment and it's about how much foam can be maintained on the stash. So you might be surprised. You might actually need to go into training for competition I, of, of stash statistics. Well, I'm, I'm foam is okay, but I'm looking for solids. I would like to see <laughs> solids in the mustache. When this show goes off the rails, we do it right. But <laughs> and on that note, we have a Facebook page for this, so uh, I will I'll direct all comments to that area. Yeah, <laughs> my comments. That's a nice way to say hate mail. I appreciate though uh, you up you upselling that a little bit. <laughs> now on great that note, great Alex, suggestion. Is there any any final words or anything that you need um, want to make sure that our teachers know about or um, listeners really um, want a, a point that we want to hit home or anything as we wrap it up? Um, it's it's been a real honor, so thank you. And you know, if, if people have questions about how things work, our website's really straightforward. Or you know, you can tweet me, and I and I love interacting with teachers and answering questions. Um, one thing that people can look forward to, um, you don't have to wait for the stash bash next fall. If that's too long to wait, um, something that's great that's coming up is we, ha we have a wildly successful friends and family campaign. And this was something new that we started this year where for one week in December, you know, in the holiday giving time, uh, we worked with some of our don't you know big donor partners and essentially matched every single contribution to a project using this friends and family campaign. It was such a wild success. I think we ended up um, raising over or just just about a million dollars in a week, which was pretty extraordinary coming from the general public. Um, we, we don't tend to see those numbers at, at such a high success rate that we decided, wow, this was so powerful in December that we want to have another friends and family campaign. And so we'll be launching that in March. So um, teachers should get their requests in. Um, we usually ask five days for a project to be posted. It usually actually gets posted within two to three because our volunteer team is just so wonderful. But um, Get your projects in, and um, if, if this is the first time that you've ever created a project for DonorsChoose.org, it's a, it's a particularly great time to do it because all of the contributions made by your friends, your family, parents, people in your community um, will be matched during the campaign. So it's, it'll be happening the first or the second week in March. So come on down to DonorsChoose.org. We'd love to see your project.
Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Alex. And yeah, we'll have to get in touch again because it sounds like uh, there's all kinds of things always happening, always on the horizon for you. Yeah, we're, we're, I love my job. It's a great organization and, and we love um, being a part of classrooms and, and helping teachers and students. So thank you guys for the great work that you're doing also. Thank you. All right, take thank care, you. Alex. Thanks. All right, so Alex Pruner from Donors Choose, and I have to be honest, as soon as she mentioned the mustaches, Brian, I was I went to Google and I did an image search for uh, mustaches for children, and some of the funniest pictures I have ever seen in my entire life came up. So I, I and I, they're just hysterical. I don't know why they're so funny. They're so dumb. It's just people with really terrible mustaches. But apparently, that is quite the movement that she was talking about. Oh, you are wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'd like to point out that, you know, Mark and I, we have no problem. We could very easily pull off the mustaches. We just have to shave other parts of our face. You're the last one, last man standing here. That's right. They're, like I said, they're, you know, you can't grow grass on a busy street. And um, <laughs> this is pretty much this upper lip must obviously get a lot of work because uh, what, what I get on the chin is about all, all that happens. But I will say this. I do not have to shave more than twice a week. So uh, that's a fantastic feeling. Grass don't grow on the playground, does it, Brian? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, you know, she's a, a a PR person. You know, her job is to put things in the best light when she says it's an honor to be on the show. Clearly, yeah. that's a professional um, aphorism right there. That's that's not reality. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I think we had a good time. Very nice lady. Very the nice. um yeah it was, it's excellent I think it's pretty exciting for for teachers to to hear about it I know that um you know prior to dealing with the the show and things like that it's not something that I had heard of or ever you know played with in the in the past and so um this whole thing is new to me and I thought it was pretty exciting and um, a great opportunity hopefully some of our listeners can uh get involved and have a little bit better luck than uh, than what you did, John. Well, you two made me a little <laughs> nervous, I have to be honest. Now, I have used it, and it's very, very easy to use, and it's a very legitimate site. You two made me nervous, like, halfway through the interview when you were both like, well, what's your revenue model? You really started, like, griller, but she had the right answers. I mean, it really is a good place for teachers, and, you know, of course, they're going to take a little bit off the top because they have to sustain, but it, it, it really is a good... It is a good alternative to either spending out of your own pocket or not having it at all. Yeah, I now I can't speak for Mark, but I can say that you know anytime I'm getting quotes and I'm dealing with companies um, in the IT world, I like to ask the "Where is your profit coming from?" question. I think it's a fair question. If they dodge the question, then that always makes me a little bit leery. Um, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a profit or for people to make money and eat and all that kind of good stuff. I'm just saying, show me that there's profit there and where it's coming from. So I'm more aware of, you know, the relationship and how things work. And it seems like, you know, especially now that they've become, you know, self-sustaining and everything that, you know, pretty much or pretty close to a hundred percent of the donations that are coming in are actually being turned around towards teachers. And, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. So you want to start wrapping up here? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, we, we don't have any uh, tips for the week in, in our notes. I guess my tip on the spot was, uh, would be how to Google. To, 
Yeah, Google uh, mustaches for children, and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> Brian, any tips from you? <laughs> I I think that one that one takes the bacon. <laughs> that covers for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say after that? You know, I mean, surprisingly on. though, you type that in. And uh, a picture of Ron Burgundy doesn't show up until page two. You figure anything with mustache in it, he'd be like number one, no matter what other words went along with it. But yeah, just never can get enough Ron Burgundy, right? No, and you can't get enough of us either. So, uh, Brian, lead us into the contact. Tell people how yes. they can get more of us. If you would like more of this sensational mustache conversation, you can follow us over at elementop.com. You can also find us on Twitter at John Mikulski at Bruger or at Mark Cockrell, even though Mark's being very silent on the mustache topic today, I bet you if you look him up, he'll have lots to say after the fact. And of course, you can find us at facebook.com slash element OP or via phone at 559-I-AM-OP. Mark, be honest, you had one of those crazy 80s mustaches, didn't you, like 20 years ago? Uh, no, I've always had a goatee. Only recently turned it into a beard. I've never had uh, the big, the big mustache. I pictured you like a Burt Reynolds guy. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is no shortage of ways in which I am not like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be our closing for today, folks. Uh, join us next week. Uh, do you have something to add to that, Brian? No, what is there to add? Come on. <laughs> uh, next week, our guest is a teacher named Jennifer Barnett, and she's actually going to talk to us about something that I think is really neat. Uh, there has been some lashback on it, believe it or not, in uh, among teacher circles lately, but she's going to talk about QR codes, how you can use QR codes in the classroom. I don't know how you weigh in on that, Brian. Are you pro or, or con, for or against? Um, as long as you're not using it as just a gimmick, as a different, you know, way but i mean qr codes could be used in a number of different ways and i would say i like them as a general rule i've seen them used poorly in the classroom um but uh we're actually considering uh, using some in uh on one of our field trips with the ipads and and things like that and um as one of our possibilities for integrating technology across the field trip so it'll be interesting to see and hear from her and um you know what the ideas are and then we can weigh in and say is this good or bad there you go so that is the conversation for next week uh if that interests you make sure you tune in but for now um we will close tonight i will say this is john um grow yourself a mustache and i'll see you next week bye and this is brian living near burt reynolds but not burt reynolds <laughs> and this is mark eastbound and down loaded up in traffic.